If you've ever been in the position as a team lead or a manager to put one of your team members on probation, for lack of a better term, and that in that space where they know that their behavior has led to a place that if they continue in that behavior, well, they may be out of a job. <clears throat> if you've ever been in that role as a leader, then you also know that that's the space where actions speak louder than words because anybody can say, I'm going to change, I'm going to change, I'm going to do better, I'll be on work on time, I'll do a better job, I won't stay on my phone the whole time. I, I, I Promises, right? These promises, they, they begin to seep into the conversation and you feel like they're just <clears throat> telling you what you want to hear, but they're not really doing what they say they're doing. Good leaders know that transformation, it starts in the belief system, it comes all the way out through the actions, but its final result is most evident in attitude, and that's what we're going to talk about today on Leading Leaders. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast, and if you've been in that place where you had an employee that, well, they need a little discipline, they need to show up to work on time. They need to work a little harder while they're here. They need to bring up the level of their work ethic. They need to perform at a standard that matches everybody else. Or maybe it's the other way around. There are some things they're doing that they need to stop doing. They need to stop talking on the phone too much. They need to stop harassing other employees. They need to stop telling other people how to do their job or trying to do things that are outside of the scope of their responsibilities. Either way, whether they're doing too much or they're not doing enough, when that person is on that kind of a temporary employee probation or they're in discipline, that process can be really complicated, especially if you have a very clever employee. See, a very clever employee will figure out what it is that they think you want to see. Uh, what performance, what action, what specific tasks could I do to, to get the boss off my back? What, what could I do to meet the next performance review? What could I do to get the raise? And sometimes even, sometimes they'll preempt your conversation with them by saying, man, I just, I don't feel like I'm, I'm living up to the standards. I, I think I could be doing much better. I, I think I could I think I could I think I could maximize what I'm doing and, and even uh, qualify for the raise or the promotion or the next opportunity. Well, the challenge is a lot of that is theater. It's show. It's like a politician running for office or re-election. Uh, they really don't want to change. They want you to believe that they understand the problem, that they understand the assignment, and they're willing to do whatever it takes to meet your expectations. But it's really gaslighting more than it is anything else. They don't really want to change. They don't really want to be a different person. They don't really want to rise to the standard of a new set of expectations. They don't really want to see transformation in themselves. What they want is that external motivation. They want that raise. They want that promotion. They want that job title. They want that authority so they can beat somebody else over the head emotionally or, or some of them even physically. They, they want the right to reign. They want to be in charge. They want your job. That's what they want. They want your job so that life won't be as tough for them because they perceive in their attitude that the job you have is so much better than the job they have. I mean, the pay must be better. The hours must be better. There's nobody on your back because you're the boss. There's nobody telling you what to do. They don't realize many times 
just how much pressure comes the further you go up the ladder. It doesn't get lonely at the top because it's designed to be lonely at the top. It gets lonely at the top when no one else understands what it is that you do or the pressure that you're under. Well, the people that you're having to discipline, the people that you're having to put on probation, if you will, those kinds of worldviews, those kinds of thoughts, those mindsets have to be changed. You'll notice when you have this conversation with this employee who's a challenge or this team member who's a challenge, that it's not just what they do that seems to be a little bit off kilter, a little bit out of whack. Of course, the actions, they're not productive, and sometimes they're not just not productive, they're actually counterproductive. What they're doing is destroying the productivity of the rest of the team. They're in the way. They're obstacles. They're not just not carrying their load. They're acting like a speed bump. You know, it's like that toddler when you're on your way out of the grocery store. It's one thing to have a toddler that you got to kind of bring with you. It's another thing to have a toddler who not is just wandering around the parking lot, but wants to sit down right where they're at. And not just sit down where they're at, but lay on the ground and throw a temper tantrum or hold on to things. Well, that's what an unproductive employee is like. A, a team member who can't get with the program and move in the direction of the rest of the team. They're like a toddler holding on to the shopping cart parking bay so that they don't have to go into the store or to go into the doctor's office or like the dog who doesn't want to go to the vet or get groomed and so they hide and wrap their leash around things so that you can't take them where they're supposed to go. That is a good picture of an employee or a team person who's just not on the same page with everybody else. The challenge is... Sometimes they feel like, well, if I just, if I comply for now, if I, if I do what I'm supposed to do for now, if I make this temporary adjustment in my actions, if I say just the right words, then I don't really have to change, they'll think that I've changed. They'll feel like I'm, I'm part of the team and I'm moving on with them. But if you're a leader who's been around people for any period of time, you know that transformation doesn't happen just in actions. Oh, they may stop showing up late. They might actually start showing up on time or maybe even early. That's awesome. It's great that they're showing up early. Love it. But if they're showing up early and still complaining about having to be early or showing up early and still complaining about having to be on time, then the seeds that they're sowing, the, the discord, the disharmony, the disunion, the disgruntled behavior <clears throat> may not come out in them but because it's coming out of their words and it's coming out of their mindset, it's coming out of their belief system, it's infecting everybody else in the workplace. One of the programs that I teach is called Attitude Hack. It's a long course. There's a lot of content in it. But in Attitude Hack, we talk about the fact that attitude is contagious. It's more contagious than the common cold. Someone walks into your office, say there's 12 people there, they're having a pretty good day, everything is on target, productivity is good, everybody's working along, they're all doing their thing. One person comes in with a bad attitude, and it's like throwing a skunk into the room. It's contagious. It's going to be everywhere. And it's not just that the presence of that bad attitude will be obvious. The presence of that bad attitude will permeate. See, when a skunk gets into the office place, <clears throat> a skunk doesn't just make the air smell. No, when you walk out of the office, skunk smells following you. It's in your clothes. It's in everything you say. It might even come across in your breath. And that bad attitude, that skunky attitude, it's going to permeate not just the individual that brings it in. It's not just that they walk down the hall and you're like, whoa, what is that? But they will leave it on everybody else in the room. Now, when they walk out 
and deal with customers or they walk upstairs so to speak and deal with your superiors or they interact with the public in the form of marketing or sales every aspect of interaction with people who've been around a skunky attitude is going to have a skunky residue that's just reality so the question is as a leader what do you do about this need for transformation in the individual that you're trying to get back on the team, you're trying to get more productivity out of them, you're, you're trying to get them to be the kind of person that you want to keep on your team. Well, the first thing you've got to realize is that it's not going to change just when their action changes. No, it's got to go all the way back to their belief system. What do they believe about themselves? What do they believe about their genuine opportunity here? What do they believe about their contribution to your organization? What do they believe about what they can do for a better future? If they don't believe that changing their attitude, changing their action, changing their productivity is going to be beneficial to them, not just today to keep their job, but next year, next week, when a promotion comes up, when an opportunity is there, they will be a better candidate for it. If that doesn't matter to them, if that's not deep down in their core, then they have no motivation to change, no intrinsic motivation. And we get to that carrot and stick idea, right? You could beat them into submission, so to speak. You can threaten them with their jobs, threaten them with their time off, threaten them with their overtime, threaten them with their vacation days, threaten them with their sick days. You can threaten all of these things. You can even just threaten to fire them straight up and force them to become the kind of person or employee that you want them to be. What you're going to get is not transformation, but compliance. Trust me when I say, as a leader, that is not what you want. If you're a tyrant, that's what you want. You just want everybody to comply, do exactly what I told you to, exactly the way I want you to. But if you're a leader, what you want is transformation. You want someone who genuinely understands deep down inside, I am a valuable member of this team. My leader isn't trying to get me just to do what they want done. My leader is trying to get me to be a better person so that not only will we be more productive in the team today, but there will be greater opportunity for me, even if I leave this organization later on, I will be a better person and there'll be greater opportunity for me. That's what a genuine leader wants of their team. But a genuine leader also has to know that that transformation starts in the belief system and then begins to show up in the action. It becomes the thing that they do habitually rather than from time to time to get past the test, so to speak. Then it becomes permeating in their attitude. You begin to hear new things said about who they are, what they believe about themselves, what they believe about the boss or upper management, what they believe about the customer, what they believe about the product. The belief system begins to be expressed in their verbal conversations. It's not just that their actions meet the expectations, but the conversations they're having will begin to change as well. And then finally, that transformation will come through in everything they do and say, or what we might call common language. When a person has actually made a transformation inside, the way they talk about the team to others, the way they talk about you to others, the way they talk about themselves, the product, the customer base to others, that common language will actually change when there's a true transformation within that individual. At this point, you've seen enough progress in them to make your determination. Either they're going to stay on the team and be a great contribution to the team, or it's time for them to move, maybe outside the company, maybe just to another team where they're more compatible. But if the conversation hasn't changed, and I don't mean the forced conversation, I mean the natural conversation, the common language. If that hasn't changed, then the attitude probably hasn't changed either. 
because the common conversation is a byproduct of the attitude. If the attitude hasn't changed, then the action you're seeing is fake. It's temporary. It's just enough to get by, and it's not going to last. Not only that, but also good activity, good action, good productivity with a bad attitude is still more contagious than a common cold. That bad attitude will be destructive in your workplace, even if that one individual looks like they've made a lot of progress in their activity. In fact, the way it will look in most cases is you'll have one employee who's now doing more productivity than they've ever done before. They're showing up early. They're, they're doing the work. They're yes and no, and everything seems right on target. And yet something in the place smells like there's a skunk under the table because their attitude is affecting everybody else around them. Oh, sure, they're getting their work done, but they're making everybody else feel miserable. That's what happens when you have activity change or action change, but not attitude change. That means that somebody has figured out what it means to play the game, but they don't really want true transformation internally. When you've got that, you've got a toxic relationship that's just waiting to fester and boil over in your organization, and it will destroy your best team members. That kind of good action, bad attitude comes across in conversation, and that conversation is usually subversive. That conversation is a subtle jab at management, at leadership, at the content, at the product, and it will undermine everything that you're trying to do. It will also cause some of your best productive team members to look for the exit. They want another opportunity. Nobody wants to walk around with a skunk all day long, every day for years on end, just because the skunk has good action and the boss is overlooking their attitude because their productivity is high enough. I think we've all been in that place where we've worked with someone who was a horrible influence on everybody else in the team, but because their numbers were good, the boss kept them around. Nobody wants that environment. Don't be the leader who allows that to happen. If you've got somebody on probation of sorts, you need to see a transformation in them. You need to ask those questions. Is their action on target? Is their attitude on target? And can I find that in their common language, the common conversation they're having with everybody else in the office? If all those things are in alignment, then you're well on your way to seeing a true transformation in them. If those things are not in alignment, then what you're going to see is something entirely different and it will probably become a disaster. I challenge you to take the time as a leader to invest in the true transformation of people. Don't just get them to comply, get them to transform. The old person is completely gone when the new person can speak, believe, feel, express in their attitude and demonstrate in their action that something new has happened. That's when you're seeing yourself as an effective leader and them as great team members. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.